welcome back. Another episode with us. Today, we're welcoming Crystal Bennett. She's a military spouse, a trauma um, expert, an advocate. And what else do you do, Crystal? Tell us about yourself. Yeah, give us a little background. Yeah, yeah. so I am a military spouse. Um, my husband's United States Navy, so been married for 15 years. Hey. And I am the founder and CEO of an LLC called Thrive. And the work that I do through Thrive is really working to create trauma-informed and trauma-responsive systems, um, working with individuals, providing coaching, consultation, and um, utilizing my personal trauma uh, history in order to advocate for uh, improved systems, um, particularly around human trafficking, um, racial trauma, suicide prevention, and uh, really anything that's trauma-related. So, so can I ask you why trauma? Like to kind of, if you don't mind going into your personal story, but what what led you to that? Where, why is that? You know, where you seem to um, want to fulfill your purpose? You know, I, I say. Uh, I didn't find trauma. Trauma found me. Uh, it started at a really early age growing up in a household. I'm the oldest out of five children. And, um, you know, we really grew up in experiencing quite a bit of poverty, um, quite a bit of dysfunction in our family. And from the age of 11 to the time I was 15, I was uh, I experienced family trafficking. Um, so essentially I am a victim of human trafficking, but I am a self-proclaimed thriver. Um, you know, I've been a victim, I've moved to surviving and, and really just each and every day is a daily battle to make sure that I'm thriving and, and enjoying life to the fullest. Um, you know, so I, I guess just not allowing my experience and my history to have been in vain and having just this natural innate ability to understand the work and empathize with the experiences of individuals and um, work to advocate and activate the voices of others so that everybody knows that they're not alone and that uh, we each have a journey, we each have a story and um, that that we deserve to have our story heard and we deserve to have our stories validated. Now, what did it take for you to, to get to that point from going from being a victim to advocating for victims, you know, and changing your mindset? Because I'm pretty sure that wasn't an easy process right. um, of, of, you know, going through all of that and then being able to be such a positive person after dealing with all those things. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a journey, to say the least. Uh, I battled with thoughts of suicide, suicide attempts um, and, and just pushing everybody away in my life. And that's what. That's what the trauma response is and the, the survival response is, is kind of putting up that wall and pushing everybody away and, and not having that ability to trust. And so for a long time, it took me learning about myself so that I was able to start having those relationships with others. But until I could truly understand and accept who I was and start to heal that inner child, that child that had been you know, just screaming out, wanting to feel loved, wanting to feel um, heard, wanting to feel validated. I really wasn't at a place that I could let anybody else in um, to to try to love love me as an adult or love that child. Um, so I would say that probably what a, a major turning point in my life was that I started struggling with with quite a bit of physical. Um, ailments and, and trauma manifests itself in the body and can come out in various ways. But I was hospitalized for um, five days because of blood vessels that were swollen in the base of my skull. Oh, wow. And there was no explanation 
besides the fact that I was holding on to stress in my body. Um, and so I tried physical therapy, I tried medications, and for years just was trying um, all of these, these different uh, ways to, to try to heal. And at one point, I finally found a physical therapist that said, you know, every time I touch you, it's almost like the pain resurfaces. And rather than you healing, your body is preventing you from allowing me to touch and manipulate mm. and try to help you heal. She said, has something happened to you? And it was almost like her, her acknowledging that opened my eyes to the pain that I was causing and creating for myself by holding this all in. Um, and, and so I, at that point, you know, I have four, four wonderful children and I said, you know, if I'm going to be around for my kids and if I'm going to be able to just be in the moment with my kids, then I need to have that self-awareness and I need to take better care of myself and, and, and engage in practices that bring me joy and learn how to practice not only self-care, but that self-restoration and self-preservation. So with your business Thrive, how long has, has that been going on? Um, so as a military spouse, y'all know, we, we, we travel around. Um, so probably yeah. about seven years ago, um, I had initially begun it, and we were stationed in Florida at the time. And at the time, I was doing quite a bit of consultation in schools in Jacksonville, Florida, as well as traveling up to the Detroit, Michigan area um, to help to embed trauma responsiveness into the school systems for kids who were academically behind, experiencing some behavioral problems and had some touch points with the law or the juvenile justice system. Um, and, and it really, um, you, you know, for me, it was validating to know that I could utilize my experiences to help such large populations of individuals. And then we picked up and we moved to California and I, you know, got busy with my husband being deployed and kind of put it to the back burner. And we're currently stationed in Kansas. Um, and, and certainly we're, we're not immune to the issues that are occurring around racial tension and racial trauma. Um, so about three years ago, I was asked, well, I was told because I was the only black uh, individual and a team that I worked for with an organization that someone had requested a person of color to do a presentation on racial trauma. And since I was the only black person uh, in the organization, that that, that was me. <laughs> um, and, and I guess in that experience and seeing how much this organization was paying to the organization that I was working for, it opened my eyes to the fact that if I'm going to do the emotional labor, then I'm going to put that money in my own pocket. And so that really prompted me to say, let me get this business back up and going. Um, and I did. And, and it's really just taken off. And it's, it's been an amazing blessing um, to be able to offer workshops and coaching and consultation really across the nation uh, on so many things that are related to trauma and uh, especially kind of changing the workplaces for, for individuals that work in organizations so that organizations are more trauma informed. So do you have a preferred focus when it comes to working with different types of, you know, trauma victims? Because for you to talk about, like, obviously, um, the racial trauma and the workplace and stuff like that versus working with kids. Is there um, do you, do, you know, do, do you kind of I guess, does it resonate with you more with a particular group? I would have to say um, as of late much of the work that I, I have focused on has been racial trauma. And part of that being 
because of me being a parent to four children that I feel like I've come to the realization that when I'm long gone, I will be somebody's ancestor. And I want to be able to plant the seeds now that maybe I won't see the fruits of my labor, but that I know my generations that are gonna come after me and my children and my children's children um, and their children will be able to benefit from the work that I'm doing today in, in terms of creating more equitable and just systems. Now, with your um, presentations and just being an advocate, does it trigger you? Um, do are there any co coping mechanisms that you have to like prevent it triggering you and having to re relive like that that inner that childhood phase that you had to go through? As much as I'd like to say that it doesn't, uh, I think the reality is that I have to realize that it, it does impact me, um, and I have to be very cognizant that when I get done with workshops or I get done with presentations or even as I'm prepping the materials that I have to, I have to allow myself to stop and listen to my body, right? My body, our bodies speak to us. And, and when my shoulders are tense or I'm having a headache or I just feel really fatigued that I have to recognize that those are the trauma responses that I hold and I need to be able to take that step away and, and just sit and, and maybe, you know, laugh with my kids for a couple moments or um, turn on some music and just kind of be in the moment, beating out to some good music or, um, you know, go for a walk. And I've had to learn that because I think as a as a black woman trying to be successful is that I've always learned, you know, that you have to work, you have to work, you have to work. Right. You'll you'll you rest when you're dead. Um, <laughs> But I don't want that to come sooner than it's supposed right. to. And I want to be able to be here for my kids. Um, and so I don't always do it perfectly, but I am I am learning. I'm, I have two really amazing members of, of my Thrive team that, um, you know, I get done with a presentation and like we just spend 10 to 15 minutes just kind of breathing and laughing and just kind of joking through it. And, and that helps to just leave it all out where it's at, like kind of one of my things that I do in presentations, um, especially Zoom is that I'll do a presentation and once everybody's left the Zoom room is I just kind of let out this, oh, and it's just kind of getting it out and just leaving it all out there and then being able to go back to do whatever it is that I was doing and making dinner and focusing on my family um, and just know that I've left it where it needs to be left. And, and again, you know, I don't always do it perfect, but I realize that much of the work that I do is quite a bit of emotional labor and it is very triggering because it, it is um, it's very personal for me. And, and I wouldn't be good at what I did if it wasn't personal, but because it's personal, um, it, it bears quite a brunt on, on me. Yeah, I bet. Wow, that's, I mean, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> wow. Now, the, the spelling, why the spelling? Thrive. I was just wanting I, I, for, for it to be different. It got to be a reason behind it. So I like it though. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just want the story. I don't know how to spell. Right? <laughs> There's some haters on Facebook that'll say, "Oh, she don't even know how to spell." Right? <laughs> so yes, you're absolutely. So when I first got started, I wanted. 
I wanted something with meaning and thrive for me had meaning just in terms of, you know, getting beyond surviving and, and thriving. But then I also wanted to have an acronym that really connected to the work that I was doing. And so thrive stands for uh, together. We can hone resiliency in youth from vulnerable environments. Say that one more time. Yeah, I must say. say Together, we can hone resiliency in youth from vulnerable environments. I like that. That's that's awesome. Thank you. Moment of silence. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, oh, man. I, I was just sitting here thinking, like, so I know you kind of discussed. So, so at this point, is Thrive, is this like your career? Is this the main focus or is this like a, a side thing for you? right now because so i'm just wondering the like yeah just is it is it the main career or is it a side thing for you right now uh, so currently it's the side and you know, I'm, I'm waiting for my big break I so, got you, I got you. <laughs> so so hopefully you know right the more i make appearances and i've had really great opportunities but um for me the big break or whatever the the work is has to be meaningful for me so even as we think about like the work around racial trauma or creating equitable systems is I get contacted very often to do workshops on, can you do a workshop on microaggressions? Can you do a workshop in stereotypes? And I'm very clear that I don't do one and dones, right? Mm-hmm. Because this is my life and this is about not being performative and it's about being genuine and authentic and doing work for sustainable change. Um, so yes, I would hope at some point that Thrive can be the end all be all for me and, and that will be just it. Um, but until that point comes, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm still working the, the work, working the nine to five. And, um, so kind of in my day to day, I'm the director for a local public health department and I oversee all of their human services and case management, uh, components. So, so what I mean, what is that like? Cause we, we talk about obviously being military spouses and obviously we carry a lot of hats, but so you're talking about working full time job. You have a decent sized family. <laughs> um, and now you also have, you know, your organization that you're running. So what is that like? What you trying to focus on balancing? you know, your time. Balance is, is a foreign word. <laughs> I am, you know, right now I think is the, the prime time for me to do all of these things because I'm, we're fortunate that where we're stationed, my husband isn't deploying, but we will be leaving here within the next year and he'll be going back to sea duty. Um, so things might look very different. Um, so right now he is in a position that he has quite a bit of flexibility and, um, he's he's been able to wear many hats to really um step in and and do the work to help me get where i need to be um so i am very very blessed and thankful for his support and and everything that he's putting in as a husband as a father as as someone who's in the military um but but you're right i mean there are many days that i carry the guilt of knowing that when I work my nine to five and I get home and then I sit in here and I'm developing and I'm doing presentations, um, that I don't always have the time that I'd like to have to commit to just that quality time for my husband, that quality time for my children or that time even for myself. Um, so I do try to be very intentional about 
you know, at least every three to four months, just planning a three to four day family getaway, run an Airbnb and just um, the hardest thing has been leaving my computer and saying the computer's going to stay home. I'm not going to bring it with me, um, but I'm learning. I am, I am a work in progress and that's okay. I always say that I am perfectly imperfect um and and, yeah and that's by design and i'm okay with that um so yeah it's it's um it's a it's a a stressor each and every day but i try to be much more intentional and i'm an early riser so on the weekends i am up at you know usually 5 30 6 o'clock in the morning and so then i can take three to four hours to just knock out work before the whole rest of the house is up and um so that's that's how i try to manage it all and and uh and be available for everyone yeah that's 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 awesome i know um we talked about that i think a a few episodes ago where we were talking yes Just talking about basically just following your dream and, and putting in that work and that effort or, you know, when you have the opportunity, because sometimes it's so easy to put, you know, your desires, hopes and dreams to the, to the side to focus on family or, you know, work and everything like that. But, you know, it's a blessing because you're out here changing lives and it's needed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, you know, I know some of the sacrifices are hard at the, at the time, but obviously... I think there's a lot of people who will be appreciative of the work that you're doing. So it's it's not, you know, for for nothing, you know. Right. And I'm sure your husband and kids, they see the hard work that you're putting in and the progress that's being made. So I know they understand and they support you. So, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, they'll ask sometimes. They'll say, Mommy, why are you always working? And, you know, and I say, you like the food you eat? You like that's you know and I just try to teach them I try to teach them um the value of hard work I try to teach them what it means to be able to get the things that that you want to have um and how it is that we accomplish our hopes and dreams and um you know my kids are I have a 13 year old son a 12 year old daughter and then a five year old son and a one year old daughter uh, yeah crazy crazy <laughs> hey, nah, listen we started all over too so I, I feel I feel you on that one. <laughs> I wasn't thinking, but um, <laughs> older ones are getting older. I've just really thought about how to start bringing them into the business, right? Mm-hmm. And that, so that allows for quality time, but also starts to teach them the value of entrepreneurship and 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 starting to get out there and be able to do something that they're proud of and put some work and and take that pride in what they can accomplish. Okay. I was going to ask you how, you know, had your past kind of affected your relationship with your kids and even even your husband? Because I know you said at one point it was hard for you to, you know, accept somebody loving you in in that kind of way. So how has that, you know, affected your relationships? Yes, especially the physical. Yeah, yeah. Um, My husband is, gosh, it's just, I don't know. God knew what he's doing when he placed them in my life. Um, I, I honestly can say that because I've had my bout of, unhealthy relationships and and not just relationships that were unhealthy because of someone else but relationships that were unhealthy because of me and um and my husband has he may not always understand but he tries to show his care he tries to show his concern and just be present and kind of hold space for me when i'm not in a good space um you know a lot of my insecurities have 
led to conflict in our marriage. And, and I've had to realize, like, Crystal, what role are you playing in this? How is your trauma history showing up? Um, and do a lot of self-reflection and self-evaluation. Um, but what I appreciate is he he loves me through my healing, but he doesn't allow me to utilize my trauma to justify my behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really important is that what I have found in the relationships with individuals that I'm closest with is that those are people who have loved me in my darkest moments, but have also called me on my stuff mm-hmm. and, and kind of say like, Crystal, you can't treat people like this and, 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 and do it in a way that is, is intentional and it's loving so that, you know, I'm, I'm not ready to throw fists. Or <laughs> um, and in terms of my kids, um, you know, I, we all want to be the best parents that we can can be, and and we don't always get it right. I am extremely protective of my children, and and I know that that's because that's what I wish that I would have had that I didn't, and I never want my kids to grow up and not having someone you know, particularly their parents having told them that they love them and feeling what love actually means. And, you know, and I I didn't know what love meant growing up. I never heard anybody say that they loved me and I don't ever want that for my children. So, you know, I I might be a little overbearing with my kids and over lovey-dovey. And, um, but I will say, and it's interesting that you asked this question because I was just thinking about this this afternoon and having a conversation with someone is probably the greatest impact that my history of trauma has had in my parenting is that I don't, I don't know how to play Mm. if that makes sense. And because I didn't have an opportunity to play when Mm. I grew up, Um, when I grew up as the oldest sibling, I cared for all my brothers and sisters. I was kind of the, the mini mom and the one that was responsible. And so very early on, I had to assume more of an adult-like role. And then when I started being victimized, there there was no childhood. That was the definition of play, right? Like I was somebody else's toy and somebody else's object to play with. So trying to live in an imaginary place and get on the floor and play pretend with my kids, it's something totally foreign to me that I wish that I knew how to do and wish that I can be present in that moment. And I just haven't found the way to be able to. Look, Crystal, listen, I told myself I wasn't going to I know. I thought it was just me. I thought it was just me, man. Um, Lord, gosh. Well, I don't know if this is going to make it worse, but I was actually going to ask you, you know, if you had the opportunity to, if you, as an adult, with everything you've learned, if you had the opportunity to go back and talk to yourself as a child, you know, what what, what do you think you would say? And this is usually the point that I get emotional because I, I think about this. Like, I think about what I needed as a, as a kid. Um, and I think as an adult, if I could go back and talk to the younger me, like, I would, I would let the younger me know that she can take off her cape. I, that she is loved, that she's valued, um, she's deserving, and that she doesn't have to carry the weight of the world on her shoulders and can take off that cape and 
and it's okay, right? It, it's okay to not feel like you have to be strong all the time and that you have to have the answers all of the time and just be able to just be and, and be a kid, be loved, be able to love and be free. Wow. Okay, that is, I, I need a moment. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. Um, going back with your kids and you saying, you know, you don't know how to play, like with the, the two little ones now, or have you ever um, throughout, you know, just healing, your healing process, have you done counseling? Um, how is it now? Um, do you do the family counseling with the kids or you just... Like how, 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 how does that work? Like with you for the little ones, or is it kind of like they're teaching you, you know, each day? My kids teach me every day, you know, um, counseling has not ever been something that I've been very successful at. And maybe it's kind of that notion is you, you can't counsel the counselor, right? Um, <laughs> And, and and it's not true, but it is in my case. So because of my trauma, I have major control issues. Um, I mean, I have extreme anxiety, but most people don't know because I'm a very high functioning person with anxiety. So like my anxiety comes through through my accomplishments, through perfectionism, through my work ethic. And so individuals would just see me as someone who, you know, has it all together and is very successful and very accomplished, but that's my anxiety and that's my need to be in control, um, which has benefited me in some facets, but in others it hasn't because it hasn't quite allowed me to let my guard down to the extent that I would that I would like to. Um, but I, I tried at one point to go to counseling very early on when I had um, when I was around 16 and had attempted suicide. Um, and what ended up happening is I ended up getting put in charge of, of a support group because I just needed to have the control. And, um, and, and so that's when I learned, like, I heal through my work with others, mm. right? And so that's how I can heal is, is just being able to, to have conversations with other people who've either been through similar experiences or who can grow and, and learn from my experiences. And so that's been the, the healing journey for me. Um, I tried as an adult to go to counseling and the focus was on, um, on forgiveness. And I, you know, I don't want to say that I don't believe in forgiveness, but I wasn't at that place. And, and, and I tried, um, I wrote the letter that I was asked to write. I sent the letter that I was asked to send. And, and then the response, I mean, nobody wrote me a letter back, but my sister told me what the response was based on her interactions with the receiver of the letter. And, um, and then it triggered me again. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, no letters, no forgiveness. And uh, so I, I guess I'm just at a place where I'm healing on my own terms. And um, and I'm all right with that. I really am. I, I, I don't 
people may beg to differ, but uh, I, I feel like I'm at a place where I have a really high level of self-awareness. I have a really amazing support system and um, I have a, a career that just allows me to continue to share parts of myself so that I can start to heal um, on the terms that I'm comfortable with. Is there any um, resources or any advice you can give to like, let's say someone who's actually just working through, you know, um, trying to heal themselves that's been in the same situation as you? Or just anything in general, if it's some something yeah. that's on your heart that you just want to say to leave for our listeners. Hey, you know what I would say is kind of twofold. If you're someone who doesn't have this experience and maybe struggling as to how to respond, um, the, the advice that I would give is that you don't need to know somebody's trauma to know that many of us have a trauma history and that they deserve, we all deserve to have an extension of grace provided to us, right? Um, there is no one way that someone looks who's experienced trauma. And so we just need to accept that many people walk amongst us that have these histories and it doesn't take much just to act with curiosity versus act in a way where um, we're antagonistic or we're defensive or um, we're attacking to someone. And for individuals who've experienced trauma, know that you are not defined by your trauma. Our trauma can consume us, but our trauma does not define us. And that the process of healing is just that, is a process, it is a journey, and it is a journey that sometimes you'll feel like you've come to the end and that you've accomplished everything that you want to accomplish. And on other days, you'll feel like, that I even take the first couple steps. Um, and it doesn't mean that anything's wrong with you. It, it doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. Um, our journey is ours to define. It's ours to take. There's not just one right way. And, and although I speak and say that counseling may not have been it for me, counseling is it for many people. Um, and it, whatever it takes to be able to process what your trauma is and to be able to get on that path to healing find that journey because we all deserve to not only survive but to ultimately thrive nice thank you for that thank you thank you yes is there so that you know if they want to reach out to you for any additional help or advice that they can seek yeah, absolutely. So my website is www.crystalthrives.com. And so that's Crystal Thrives and it's Thrives with a Y. <laughs> uh, and then my email is crystal at crystalthrives.com. So I'm always open. My inbox is always open. Um, my website talks a little bit more about me, my story, uh, and just any services that I'm able to provide. And, and certainly don't hesitate to reach out uh, regardless of, of uh, resources, regardless of budget. Um, that's not what's important to me. What's important to me is being able to make those meaningful connections and really uh, help individuals and communities to thrive. Well, thank you so much, Crystal, for coming on today and just um, sharing your story. We really appreciate it. And we hope that, you know, it's helping someone, one of our listeners. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's, it's, going, it's going to. Yeah. It's going to. <laughs> Somebody will hear that and 
Um, yeah, it's going to. Uh, to close it out, we always do our affirmation. So we're going to um, to get into that. All right, I started off. Um, if you want to join in, that's fine. I know sometimes people like to join in. So yeah, <laughs> you can repeat after me if you and Mary if you want to. But I am enough. I am enough. I have the power to create the life I desire. I have the power to create the life I desire. I am worthy of my dreams. I am worthy of my dreams. I am worthy of my dreams. Whoop, whoop. Yes, yes. <laughs> so thanks again, Crystal. Continue to thrive. You got this. Thank you. And remember, shine, sis. You got this girl. <laughs> <laughs>